What is going on, ladies, gentlemen, and listeners of the Dilettas Podcast? How is everybody doing? I hope you had a good time. I hope you had a good weekend. I certainly didn't, really. Overall, it was a pretty good weekend. There was a lot of sports. It was Formula One. We're getting to the end of the season, so we had the Grand Prix of Brazil, which is really fucking nice. It's a, it was a very eventful race with lots of crashes and people getting uh, falling out and then getting back in and then hitting walls and it was a fucking madness then we have of course a drama with max verstappen and his teammate sergio perez so that was very interesting and really fun to watch we of course had ufc as well where israel adesanya took on alex pereja and oh my god i was fucking stressed for that one there are a couple of fighters in UFC that I felt I feel very close to in the sense that I am a big fan of them and have followed interviews and heard interviews and you know read them and seen what they've been doing and stuff. And Israel Desanya is is a special breed, you know. Like he is a fucking nerd. Like I am. Again, he has his fucking a Deadpool tattoo. He got a tough tattoo. His name is the Last Stylebender, of course. After Avatar, the Last Airbender. So I fucking love everything about it. The first time I saw Israel Adesanya, I believe, was the time where he did the fucking the Naruto fucking hand sign shit, and it was I was like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" And then I was like, "Ah, this is fucking awesome." So since that moment on, I've been following him and following him very closely. So him taking this fight was a bit I I was a bit nervous for it. And I'm always a bit nervous. Like I had the same thing with with Kamaru Usman, where he took on Leon Edwards, and I was like, something wasn't feeling right for me. I was like, okay, he probably got this, but something in my mind tells me that something is going to go off. And I had the same feeling with Israel this weekend, and I was like, man, he is taking this fight, and it's a big fight, of course. Alex Pereja has beaten Israel Adesanya twice before in kickboxing and of course this isn't kickboxing so there were lots of uh, variables that we had to take into account and sadly it ended very badly for Israel Desanya where he was I think that uh, Alex Perea took the first round I feel like I cannot fully remember I need to watch this fight back if I really want to analyze it properly but like I feel like Israel took the first one a little bit off and then he came back the second, the third, the fourth uh, with the, f- what is it? The third round, I believe that was the one where he just had full on ground control, which was a new thing that we saw from Israel Adesanya. Because of course, Israel is a kickboxer. He is a stand-up fighter. So he likes to keep things on the feet. But he showed this time around that, hey, he can fucking grapple with motherfuckers and keep them down for basically a full round. So that was really good to see. Some great improvement there. But sadly, in the final round, he... Well, let me go back a little bit. So at the end of the second round, I believe it was, Israel hit him like nicely on the fucking chin. And then he almost went out. Maybe it was even the first round. I don't know. He almost went out, but he got time to recover in in like the, the, the break between rounds. And then, you know, Israel was kind of dominating after that. And then going into the fourth round... Alex Perea was with his team, uh, was with his team, and his team was saying like, "Hey, you gotta fucking knock him out. You can win this. You can become a world champion. But the only thing you have to do is knock him out." 
And then he went on the fucking gas. And I was in my head, I was like, ooh, Israel has to step on the gas a little bit. Because you see that I know that Israel is a he's a counter puncher, so he likes to evade punches and then throw something back. But I was feeling like if he took a little bit more charge of the situation, that he would have then have more of an ability to step forward. And I feel like Alex Pereja isn't a counter puncher. So to do that, you know, you got to push him back a little bit. So he has to react to what you're doing. And of course, this is like armchair quarterback type things where it's just like, I am not in there. And again, Israel was pretty much dominating the fight. But then the final round, Israel got hit with a left hook and then got loopy. And then it was just a barrage of punches flying at his head. And that, you know, didn't end well. Same thing basically happened to Deji Olatunji, who was fighting Floyd Mayweather. And if you know me, I'm a big KSI fan, big Saiban fan. And with that, I have watched Deji for, I mean, 12 years at this point. Like I've been watching Deji since he was very little. Because of course he was in the KSI videos and stuff like that. So I've been watching Deji grow up basically with me. And to see him fight Floyd Mayweather is pretty much is pretty surreal. But the way that Floyd treated this fight was a bit disrespectful. Even though he tried to make it better afterwards, like Floyd was there to put on a show. And I get that. And that is what Floyd does. Floyd wants money and that's what he fights nowadays. With Deji came here to fight. Like you saw that Deji came, like he came to fight the fight. But he wasn't, he was trying to be too tactical in my opinion. And in my opinion, he should have just thrown more punches. Like, if he would have just done whatever the fuck he did against Fusi, I think he would have had much more success and wouldn't feel like he was getting clowned out by Floyd Mayweather. But those are all just things being like uh, hindsight being 2020 type things. But that it was a pretty eventful weekend where next weekend is the final race of the Formula One before the winter break. And I'm very much looking forward to it. It's Abu Dhabi, which means that this is the final victory Max can get this season. So hopefully he does. But Mercedes has been pretty good and uh, has been pretty well-trained, especially as we saw this past weekend where they came 1-2, uh, which is a big achievement, especially after not winning a race whole season, even when they have pole positions and stuff like that. So it's going to be a really fun race next or this weekend. You know, we're, we're, we're going to see if Mercedes can keep pushing forward and, you know, get that victory now. Or that Max Verstappen is just going to pull it back again and just push on forward. But this is not a podcast where I talk to you about the sports I watched this weekend. This is a podcast where I talk to you about the most popular questions coming from the Ask Reddit and Am I the Asshole subreddits. So let's jump into the first question asked by user FabXO. And, say, and they said... What person do you think could easily become the president of the United States if they decide to run for it? And this is, of course, a tale as all this time. The only answer here is The Rock. Like, The Rock has been flirting with running for president. I don't think he's ever going to do it, but maybe, who knows? I mean, Donald Trump became president of the United States. Does. I think that there is a possibility for The Rock to run for presidency. And I think that, yeah, if he gets the ability, if he does run, I think he has a very good possibility of becoming the president of the United States. Again, 
we saw Donald Trump do it. And Donald Trump wasn't that likable of a person to begin with. And he became president of the United States. So I think that if you put The Rock, a person that a whole bunch of people like, and a whole bunch of people like for multiple different reasons, because of course he does movies, but he comes from wrestling, and they did a little bit of music here and there. Of course, he is in um, in the in the Disney universe where he plays Maui. So I think that there are many different ways and forms that you know The Rock, and therefore I think it is a great possibility for him to run for presidency. Because again, I think that that it, it it's something that he has flirted with, saying that he was gonna run with Tom Hanks as his vice president, which is fucking crazy if that actually happens. But yeah, I think that The Rock has a likability factor that many people don't have. And again, the Donald Trump became president of the United States with basically everybody quote unquote hating him or like mo- a majority of people hating him. So I would assume that he was going to run for a Democratic Party if he would run. So him then taking some of the votes from the Republic Party away, because I think that that was definitely a certain thing that happened. I think that that has a great possibility for him to run for presidency. So, going back to the question asked by user FaBXO, and they ask, what person do you think could easily become the president of the United States if they decided to run for it? And I think The Rock. Again, he has said time and time again that he is thinking about running for president or he's like flirting with it. And I think that he has a big likability factor. And of course, he runs so many businesses that are thriving right now. He has Terramana. He has, of course, Seven Bucks Productions. He has so many things going. We're going to get the XFL back next year with The Rock as the CEO of that company. So there are so many things that he's doing at the same time and keeping everything running properly. So I think that there is precedent, uh, no pun intended, that you know he is capable of running many things at once. So why not run a country kind of thing? So yeah. That would be my answer to you, FabXL. Thanks for your question. Moving on to the second question of today. Coming from the user 4-seasons when next to S, men of Reddit, what are some less obvious red flags about men you would want to caution women about? I think to me, like I have never been in a real relationship, but from what I've seen, I think that as a man, you need to have a certain understanding about women. And if you as a man don't have that certain understanding, I think that that is a huge red flag. Like, if you're... I, I'm not telling you, like, oh, you need to know everything about the, the women's body or whatever the fuck. No, I'm just telling you that, hey, you need to have a certain understanding of how things work and how they feel and how they function, in a sense. And it sounds now like I'm talking about a fucking computer or something like that. That's not the case. I'm just talking about the fact that I, as a man, want to understand women in a certain way. Like, I don't have to understand everything, but I need to understand how the menstrual cycle works, how how stuff like that goes, how we need to take in the fact that, oh, you can have breast cancer, even though men can also get that, but like women are more likely to get breast cancer. And all things like that. Like, I feel like you have to have a certain understanding of how women function, in a sense, that if you don't have that, that there is like it is weird discrepancy happening where you, you know, you, I think that you're going to 
eventually, maybe not in the beginning, but eventually you're going to grow past each other because you don't really understand each other, right? So you might be having a great time, but I feel like, again, as a man, you need to have some understanding of what women go through, what they what they feel and how they feel them and how they react to that. So going back to the question, as by user 4-seasons with an extra S, man of Reddit, what are some less obvious red flags about men you would want to caution women about? I think that if a man has no understanding of what the woman's body does, I feel like they have no respect for women. So I think that that is a very important tepe that you need to have knowledge about. Like, I feel like, again, you don't have to be a fucking gynecologist or fucking sex expert to have a date with a woman. Again, I have, I'm very single, very single, very fucking single. But I feel like I have an understanding of what women go through. And it's because I've been around women my whole life and mostly women. Like, I work at an office where, like, legitimately 90% of the people that work there are women. It's a little bit higher now because... Uh, the company I work for basically acquired another company, what, which had mostly men. So we're a little bit more male skewing now. So I think it may be like down to 80%, but you know, 80 uh, percent female and then 20% male. But like, still mostly women. And I've been in, in around, I've been around women for such a long time. So I think that I feel like I have a good understanding of women, and I try to be understanding. But yeah, if you don't have that understanding nature to yourself, then I think that that's a big red flag. So thank you for your question, Four Seasons. Moving on to the third question of today, coming from user the Sugar Bowl 105 And they ask, what is something people need to stop making their only personality trait? I think that people that, that, that they hate cats make their personality trait. I think that that's such a fucking stupid fucking, I, I, I don't know. I think that that's just fucking weird. That that is the only thing that you're you're hanging your hat on. That you hate cats. Like, come on, dude. There is no reason. And I I am a cat lover. I have two cats. I love them dearly. I've had cats since I was growing up. Like my grandparents had a cat, and you know that's why I am a big cat lover and a cat fan. But some people are not cat fans, and I can understand you're not being a cat fan. I. Totally understand that. But to make it your personality trait, I think that that is a bit fucking weird. Because like, and I know that he's doing it as a joke, but you have Mini Minter, Simon from The Sideman, and he always goes like, oh, if, if there's anything about a cat, he goes, oh, I fucking hate cats. And he is now doing it as a joke. Like he, in a video, literally said, hey, I'm going to take a stand and I'm just going to say that I hate cats. And that's his personality now, which again, for him, and knowing the context is kind of funny, but just having people that hate cats just all together, I think that's fucking weird. Like, cats are very interesting beings, and I can understand you not liking them in a certain way, even though I think they're all animals, and all animals seemingly are fine, and every animal has its own personality trait. So if you are a cat hater, it's probably because you were mean to the cat, and then the cat hit you, or something like that, I'll scratch you, and then you go, Ooh, I fucking hate cats. And it's like, well, it's your own fault. Like, I can walk up to a completely strange cat, and they were probably, they will probably be very chill with me, depending on how the cat has been treated, of course. But yeah, I think that 
hating cats is not a personality trait, and I think it's really stupid if you do that. If you, if that is your personality trait. So, going back to the question asked by user the Sugar Bowl one hundred five, what is something people need to stop making their own personality trait? And I would say hating cats. There is no fucking need for you to hate cats so violently and so aggressively that you know they, they're fucking cats. They don't do anything, bro. Again, I can understand you not liking cats, but hating cats that seems a bit far for me. But thank you for your question, Sugar Bowl. And already moving on to the fourth question of today, coming from user Big Dash Bell six eight nine eight, and they ask, "What is the best revenge on a cheating partner?" I think the best revenge you can have on a cheating partner is just moving on with your life. I think that we're talking about this revenge thing quite often. That people are just like, "Oh, I need to take revenge. I want to show them that I've been better off and whatever the fuck." Like. The, the best thing you can do is stop thinking about those people and just move on with your life. Because I think that, that that is the best solution because you're, first off, you're not bothering yourself by thinking about that person. You're not bothering anybody else because that's always what you get. Like the saying is to get over somebody, you need to get under somebody, right? So that basically means that, oh, to get over your ex-boyfriend, you got to just fuck another dude. And I think that that, in the end, it will just hurt everybody involved, right? Because, and this is, just, I'm going to just take this from a guy's point of view. Like, if a girl goes up to me and goes like, oh man, you're, I like you, and then we have sex, and then she just bounces, I'm just going to be like, what the fuck? I thought we had something going, and then you just bounced just because you wanted a rebound? Like, that is fucked up. And again, it's going to hurt multiple people because... Not only are you hurting your ex-boyfriend, you're now hurting the guy that you fuck. And now everybody's just fucking pissed at you. And then that makes you feel bad, hopefully. So I think that in the end, it's just going to be bothersome to everybody involved. So for me, I would say that, yeah, the best revenge on a cheating partner is just to fucking break it off and just fucking go live your life. Just let them know what they missed, right? Because that's the only thing that you can do. By just not thinking about them, moving on with your life, and just go on. Like, there is no fucking better way to do that. Because if you're gonna be stuck in that period of your life, and you're gonna just keep on basically doing things to punish your ex, or like your, your cheating partner in this case, if you're just gonna keep doing that, the cheating partner knows that they have you in a fucking tight grip. They have you in a vice grip that... They are never letting go, right? Because you are the one that's just being fucking reckless. And they were just like, hey, I, I did my thing. I cheated with somebody, but uh, it's not my problem anymore. So going back to the question asked by user, big-bell6898, what is the best revenge on a cheating partner? And I would say just fucking breaking it off, move on with your life, and just don't think about it ever again. And that is easily said, and I get that. But I think that there is no better option for you than to just pack your bags and leave. Like, the only way that they will feel that they did something wrong is when they are the ones that are alone and they have no one to fall back on. And if you just go, hey, I know you cheated, but you fucked up, I'm leaving, I'm taking my shit, and I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. I think that that is a fucking powerful move to do. And I think that that is a really good option, again, 
here for just moving on with your life and just saying like, hey, okay, I wasn't for you. Well, then you're not for me and just moving on. Just don't think about them ever again. You're going to do it. But if you just move on with your life, the right person will show up. And then you can show that ex-boyfriend that, hey, I've been doing my thing, not even thinking about you. And I've now got an even better boyfriend or girlfriend or partner or whatever you're into. So that will be my answer to your question. Big Bell 6898. Thank you for your question. And now moving on to the final question coming from the Ask Reddit subreddit for today. Asked by user Your Crazy Animal. And they ask, how do you feel about mint chocolate chip ice cream? I fucking love it. It's such a fucking great flavor. You have these things here called After 8. And it is fucking fantastic. It's it's dark chocolate. And then within that is like a mint. Yeah, what is it? it it's like a mint, minty, minty stuff. I don't fucking know, like, because it, it's not, it's it's more like a cram type thing, but also not really. It's a really weird substance, but it tastes like mint and it tastes very good. And it basically tastes like mint chocolate chip ice cream tastes like. And I really love mint chocolate chip ice cream so much so that when I went to Los Angeles a couple of years ago, at this point, many years ago, I got a mint chocolate chip milkshake and it was fucking great. I fucking loved it because of course you have like the minty flavor and then the nice chunks of dark chocolate like oh my god I'm salivating just thinking about it like it's such a good flavor but it is very sad that we barely have it here like I feel like mint chocolate chip ice cream is very much an American thing and in the Netherlands here in Europe like we don't really have that even though like I would assume that it is pretty common. Like, again, we have after eight. So you would think that, oh, we would have something that equivalates to that in ice cream form. But we don't really. We're just kind of fucking stupid. So, yeah, I'm going to keep my eyes open for it. And maybe I see it when I actually start looking, looking. But, yeah, for more, I know, like, we don't really have mint chocolate chip ice cream here. But I think that it is fucking fantastic. And I like to eat it. So going back to the question. As by you, sir, you're a crazy animal. How do you feel about mint chocolate chip ice cream? And I would say it's fucking fantastic. Again, I had a milkshake a couple of years ago, made mint chocolate chip ice cream, and I was having a great fucking time because it was basically a shamrock shake plus chocolate. Like, dude, what? That's fucking crazy, dude. So, yeah, that is my answer to you, your crazy animal. Thank you for your question. And now, moving on to the final question of today, coming from the MIDSO subreddit. But as by user Mandy Tate three five two four six, and he asks, "Am I the asshole for walking out of my husband's birthday party after he started laughing at me? I, a thirty-two-year-old female, just completed my treatment for a medical issue that affected my body. I had gained weight due to this medical condition and also medication, and none of my old clothes fitted anymore. I bought new fitting clothes." But for my husband's birthday, he asked me to wear one of my old dresses that was one of his favorites. To appease him, I said yes, although I didn't feel comfortable wearing it, especially after the weight gain. He was at the restaurant with his family and friends when I arrived with my sister. As soon as he saw me walking in, he busted out laughing. He pointed at the dress and was going hysterical saying, Oh my god! I felt so incredibly mad, especially when the others started laughing as well. One of his friends started whistling in a mocking tone. 
I turned around instantly and walked out and my sister followed me. I went home and cried a little, but he kept calling non-stop. He came home and started talking about how oversensitive I was and it, and it was just a natural reaction he had upon seeing me in this dress again after all this time. He said I overreacted and made a scene over nothing. He also said I ruined his birthday and urged me to get therapy for this oversensitivity that I'm inflicting upon him. Am I the asshole? Did I overreact? He's so upset he refused to even receive the gift. There is a little edit over here so I'm gonna read that as well. Edit. I need to explain the way he left more. He first started giggling and tried to cover his mouth then in a matter of seconds and he bursted out laughing. In the middle of the restaurant the guests were confused then they the guests were confused then they must have understood why he was laughing because they joined in and his friends whistled at me mockingly while repeatedly turning his head like something caught his attention. Could it be that I overreacted? It could be just me getting overwhelmed because joking and laughing is not new when it comes to him. He's the kind of tease about anything and everything even with his family. The kids also. He also said he was caught off guard and so I couldn't blame him for his reaction. I would say you're definitely not the asshole in this situation. Like you did everything you your husband asked for really. Like he asked for you to put this dress on and maybe like if you really didn't feel comfortable in the dress then maybe you should have just pushed back a little. But then that is of course like victim blaming in this case where it's just like no like he asked you to put this dress on and you were just like hey I'm gonna appease my husband. It's his birthday so let's fucking let's fucking go. I'm gonna put the dress on for him and then he started laughing like that is fucked up like that's really fucked up especially after somebody like asks you if you go somewhere and somebody goes like oh yeah you need to wear this thing because i love that thing and then you go there wearing that thing and then somebody starts laughing and that person and that person starts laughing at you that must feel fucking horrible so i personally get it that you left because why the fuck would you want to be there like you're getting laughed at by the whole fucking family and his friends and stuff like that for what for putting a dress on he asks you to put on that is that is that is not a that's not a sane reaction from him he ruined his own birthday because he should have just been like hey i want you to dress your best put on the best thing you love and then we're gonna have a great time and if he wants the fucking dress that he wants, then he shouldn't be laughing at it, right? And again, maybe you should have pushed back a little bit to be like, hey, dude, I don't really fit that dress anymore because I gained so much weight because of the fucking medical issue. So, nah, not gonna happen. But again, you're trying to just appease your husband because it's his birthday. So going there in that dress was a you know special thing for you to do for him. And then him starting to laugh at that, that is that is fucked up so yeah going back to the question as by user mandy tate three five two four six am i the asshole for walking out of my husband's birthday party after you started laughing at me you're definitely not the asshole like it's a fucking dick ass move to be like hey put this dress on and then laugh at that person because they have gained a little weight like that's fucked up dude so mandy you're definitely not the asshole and that is going to be it for the Didn't Ask Podcast for this week. I hope you had a fun time. And if you did, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify because both places give you the ability to leave a review and that will help the podcast out 
very much. You can go to anchor.fm forward slash didn't dash ask dash pod. Over here, you can find all the places this podcast is available on, like Spotify, like Apple Podcast, like Podcast Addict, like Pocket Cast, you name it, it's fucking there. If it's not, please let me know. You can do that by going to that anchor.fm website and pressing the message button that's right on your screen right there. Over here, you can record a voice memo as well, asking me your question or saying like, hey, this podcast is available on this platform and then I will do my best to get back to you. If you want to ask me a personal question, like I said, you can go to the anchor.fm website, press that message button and record a voice memo so I can use your voice memo in this right here podcast. If you don't want your voice to be heard on this right here podcast, I can totally understand that. Just say it somewhere in your message, then I'll just read your question out myself so you can still get the answer for the question you are looking for. I will be back next week. And in the meantime, in the between time, you can see what I'm watching on track.tv. That link will be in the show description as well as all the previously mentioned links. Over here, you can see all the TV shows and movies that I'm watching throughout the week, sometimes while I'm watching them. So you can keep up with me on that as well, which is really fun. And maybe even ask me a question about them because that would be great to do. Well, that's going to do it for me for now. I hope to see you back next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.